the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio-registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. If you look at what Canada, Mexico, the European Union, all of them have been doing to us for many, many decades, we have to change it. And they understand it's going to happen. What are you going to do if they form an agreement We are going to do very well. Now, if we're unable to make a deal, we'll terminate NAFTA. We'll have a better deal. If we are unable to make a deal, we will be better off right now. Uh, we are not going to live with the deals the way they are. European Union treats us very unfairly. Canada, very unfairly. Mexico, very unfairly. With that being said, I think we'll probably very easily make a deal. Go ahead. No, I didn't say that. I said I've been preparing all my life. I always believe in preparation, but I've been preparing all my life. You know, these one-week preparations, they don't work. Just ask Hillary what happened to her in the debate. Well, well, there you go. Good morning, everyone. I guess just go ask Hillary what happened in the debate. So that's Donald Trump on his, that was uh, yesterday morning, on his way to the G7 summit in Canada. And uh, once again... He can just dominate the news cycle because you never know what he's going to come walk out of the White House on any given morning, especially on a Friday morning before all the weekend news shows hit and just completely say things that nobody was expecting him to say. So we'll see how that plays over the weekend and into the future. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is Mark Donnelly, and you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. And we're a radio talk show program here every Saturday morning on WHK. And my partner in crime, Carrie, who's usually working with me on these, she's not here today. She's off on a family vacation, so it's vacation time, right? Um, so I hope her vacation's going well, and she'll be back next week. Um, so much happening in the news cycle I'll see if I can struggle through today's program um, by myself. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I guess I'll begin by saying, you know, we do have a class coming up. So next week on June 14th at 6 o'clock 
and this is going to be in Independence on Rockside Road at the Crown Center building. And this is our, you know, retirement planning class. And we, this will probably be the last class we do uh, until, you know, the fall. Um, so if you're, you know, if you want to get a jump, you know, on your planning and, and you want to come and hear some, you know, strategies and you've got specific questions and maybe you've been reading some of the, the headlines and you're worried about something or, you know, it's a great opportunity, you know, before you get into the summer vacation mode that, you know, you let's, you know, start working on a written financial plan or maybe you'll hear something that uh, will just make you decide, yeah, is this something that I should be doing or is it something that I can do on my own or do I have it covered? Um, and so, again, that's um, if you want to attend that class, you can just, um, you know, can go to our website which is, you know, www.financialfoodforthought.com. And that's just one string, financialfoodforthought.com. You can register there or uh, even simpler, you can just call. Um, and our phone number is 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. And just say, uh, you, you know, if you Call over the weekend, um, just leave a message, or you know, if you call during the week, um, we'll get you signed up for that. And there's a we do ask you to pre register because we need to know how many people are attending so we have the right amount of uh, class books. Now, again, the class book, um, there's easily uh, two, two and a half hours, maybe more material in there. We don't normally, you know, typically get to everything in the book, usually, it's more of an idea of whoever comes to the class that evening. Um, you know, we work out, you know, we kind of get a feel for what they want to talk about, what subjects they want to touch on. But of course the book is yours to take home and, and our classes this year, we're putting, you know, we're folding in a little emphasis on the new tax cuts and jobs act, you know, that, uh, was, uh, got in place in late of 2017. It took effect this year in, um, 2018. And, you know, and there's some things in there that, you know, we're still, you know, we're starting to see people get a little bit more um, interested in what's happening there. Um, you know, that, you know, the 27 tax returns are done, right? Um, and, you, you know, you're starting to think about maybe, you know, you're looking at the new tax law and you're wondering how it affects you. And that's what we always say, you know, it's not how the new tax law is affecting the masses, you know, what really the idea is, how is it affecting you? Is it positive for you? Is it negative for you? Um, you know, and, and do you understand, you know, what opportunities uh, that are still out there are, you know, what new opportunities there could be versus what opportunities were taken away, um, you know, by this uh, tax cut and jobs act. Um, for example, right. Um, you know, it, it's it's getting to be, uh, you know, next week is June 15th. That's that's an estimated tax coupon, you know, right? That's your, when your second quarter estimated tax payment is due if you are making quarterly estimates. Uh, a lot of people are not making quarterly estimates. They're just simply uh, handling it through withholding, either through their paychecks or payroll, or if they're doing, you know, IRA distributions, or if they have pension incomes, or if they're, you can elect federal withholding on Social Security incomes. So a lot of our, you know, people in retirement, you know, want to get away from, you know, filing those silly coupons every quarter and, and worrying about 
you know, finding a stamp and all that good stuff. So, you know, they've gotten to the habit and we kind of help along that process to say, if you don't, if you don't want to get it, you know, deal with those quarterly coupons, you can, you know, let's manage your taxes through withholding. Um, but for those that are still doing correlations, here's, here's, here's what I'm, you know, is what I'm talking about because, you know, let's say you're using a tax professional or maybe you're, you know, doing, using one of the robots at home and, you, you know, you when you were doing your tax return in, in April, um, you know, the first quarter estimates due in April and, and maybe you're if you're doing it at home, maybe your tax software, uh, you know, you, you toggled the switch on. So it, it calculated what your quarterly estimates would be or perhaps you're using a professional and, you know, he or she uh, printed out coupons for you, assuming that, you know, you're making quarterly coupons. Well. You know, that gets into the rules of your safe harbors. In other words, are, are was the robot, you know, software, was it assuming you wanted to follow a previous year's safe harbor, meaning that you're just trying to pay in 100% of last year's tax? Or was it going a step further and saying, no, actually, we think because of the new tax law, you may be in a better position in 2018 than 2017. So did it switch over and put you on a current year safe harbor? So what I'm noticing is that, you know, this year's tax season, it, it, it's really a two-part season. The first part was to get your, you know, previous tax return done, your 2017 tax return done, and to determine whether you are getting a refund or whether you owe, and that also establishes your previous year safe harbor. But but before you put everything away until next March, you know, March of 2019, um, the idea is, no, you got to kind of keep that file out and start saying, well, how is this new tax law affecting me and by the way is it is it a big enough effect that it should be changing what my quarterly estimates are so maybe you didn't have a lot of time to review that for the first quarter estimate in april um of uh you know or maybe that you had enough of a refund that you had a credit carry for that would cover your first quarter estimate but now you may still have the what the computer or the robot was thinking you should be doing now here getting into the second quarter on june 15th but now maybe before you just go ahead and make that payment maybe now let's review that you know and that's what we're doing with a lot of our clients you know we're, we're, we're saying okay if you know do we have more information now do we have we had time to digest a little bit the new tax law see how it may affect your personal income taxes let's start building a pro forma for 2018 um you know that may be difficult to do if you're using one of the home software programs because you don't have the 2018 soft. They haven't kicked it out yet. But if you're using a professional, we get, you know, we, we schedule a three-way phone call with the, uh, our client CPAs and we say, hey, can we start building a pro forma and let's kind of see, let's kind of review. And, you know, maybe we want to change those quarterly estimates going forward. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's the idea of very being active in your planning. You know, the estate planning team, we're very active. Um, and that's just an example how, yeah, we, we, you know, we're always looking and say, okay, what decisions do I need to be making today? Um, based on, you know, new information that what I perhaps did not have at my fingertips, you know, a quarter ago. So, um, all right. So you're listening to Mark Donnelly and I'm the, um, one of the co-owners of the estate planning team and the estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years and we do it you know one family one plan at a time and you know that that's a good example of you know what we try to do why team is in our name the estate planning team is that we really try to coordinate all your advisors 
You know, if you think of the five professional advisors who may help you build whatever you want to call it, whether you call it, we used to call it an estate plan, a financial plan, a retirement plan, pre-retirement plan. The names are somewhat interchangeable. The idea saying, you know, are you building a formal financial model that gives you the peace of mind that you're not running out of money before you're running out of life? And, you know, the idea, if you are retired or if you're not retired, a lot of the clients coming in us today are saying, Mark, when can I retire? Or am I on, am I okay to retire now or a year from now or two years from now, whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, so the five professionals that may help you do that. Well, one, if we go back to the, you know, estate planning, you, you know, the attorneys. Now, the attorneys, you know, those are legal documents. They're very important. It's a cornerstone, a cornerstone of anybody's plan, you know, because, again, we never know when we're going to die or become incapacitated. So, yeah, those are important. But having a trust or an updated power of attorney, um, you know, that doesn't really tell you how much you can spend in retirement, right? Um, the second one, as I just mentioned, are the tax preparers, you know, the CPAs, enrolled agents. Um, and the idea is, yeah, you know, they, they do an excellent job on tax compliance, right? Meaning, you know, making sure that the, the numbers you created last year are getting on the right lines under the right laws. Uh, so you're, and you're getting your return filed timely and that you don't get any fan mail back from the IRS. Okay. That's again, a very important job. Um, some of you are maybe doing it on your own with one of the robots, a TurboTax or something. Many, many of our clients still use a professional. So the idea is that we try to integrate not only the tax compliance, but future tax planning, um, and, and look lo- a little bit beyond just the compliance end of it. The third professional could be the investment advisor. That's someone who you're hiring you to help you manage the risk in the markets. You know, they're, they're the ones that are, you know, helping you pick out what stocks to buy, what bonds, what mutual funds, what ETFs. You know, I could go on and on and on. You know, securities licensed people, you know, and, 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 you know, you're working with them and they're helping you, you know, manage the risk and, making sure you're taking on the appropriate amount of risk to get the appropriate amount of growth that you need to make sure that, you know, your plan is lasting. Um, the fourth group would be the insurance professionals. And that could, and today that could include um, health insurance. You know, professionals, a big, big issue, especially if you are planning on or have retired before your Medicare eligibility, you know, age 65. Um, could be life insurance, could be um, long-term care insurance, could be fixed annuities. You know, the, the you know all you know all coming from the insurance professionals, and you know, and you know a lot of you know important you know things. A lot of planning going around those. Um, I might even you know bring that uh, talk a little bit about today. You know, I got a question this week um, from somebody about you know Mark, what's a five hundred one k plan? And, you know, that's one of those marketing terms that, um, you know, maybe we'll talk about. Um, and then, of course, the fifth professional that may help you is what we consider ourselves at the estate planning team. And that's the traditional financial planner. Um, I mean, basically what we try to do is uh, what we do do, what we try to get our clients to understand is why it, it makes sense to first build a formal financial model before you run out and start buying products. 
Um, you know, first, you know, do you have an idea of, you know, where you're going? What type of growth do you need to be okay? Um, you know, you know, understanding how, you know, before you need make another short term decision, it could be something about if you, if you're retiring your retirement date, it could be if you're right about to retire, um, if you have a pension election on whether you're going to take the lump sum pension or one of the annuity payouts. Um, could be a social security income election. You know, we had, we got some, uh, you know, news this week that, uh, you know, scared a lot of people. We got, you know, a lot of comments about it. Um, you know, when the social security and the Medicare trustees came out with their, one of their reports, which again, nothing new, just kind of reiterating the point that's saying though, but you know, if there's not changes made, these entitlement programs have got problems in the future. Well, that's not anything new. Uh, I mean, they, we've been hearing this for years. Um, and you know, and so the idea is saying, yeah, well, what about, you know, does that change my, what I'm thinking I want to make with the social security election? Um, so, you know, and, and the idea, so what we try to do is saying before you make a short term decision on any one of those items, the idea is, do you, do you have a way of getting a long term effect of that decision? And that's where we, you know, you rely and use the the robots because the financial planning tools are so much better today than they were a generation ago. Um, I mean, basically, the Depression kids didn't really have them. I mean, you know, you're, you're not going to do a 25-year, a um, you know, financial plan on, you know, 17-column worksheet pads. Right. Um, but today, uh, you know, the, the, the computers and the robots, they can crunch the numbers quickly that now that, but I, you know, be careful because it just doesn't mean that, um, the robots are the answer, um, right now because the robots may forget to ask you some important questions, um, if you're building a, a financial plan. Um, so, so the idea is, you know, we coordinate and we try to say, yeah, let's work with all your advisors. We believe that you will get a better plan if your advisors are talking to one another as opposed to any one of them working in a vacuum. And by the way, too, you know, sometimes we hear uh, a client or somebody or a president say, well, I, I, you know, says that, well, somebody tells me they do it all. Well, I'd be wary of that as well. Because it's it's any one of those five could be you know a full time job in itself, uh, more or less. D- d- you're wearing all five of those hats, you know. Th- th- so you got to be careful there sometimes too. Um, so speaking of IRS fan mail, um, so you know we just got the tax season done. Of course, except for you know myself. Of course, I'm under extension. Uh, everybody raise their hand if you're still under extension. Yeah, good. You know that's that's my. Uh, way to go. But um, assuming that you've already filed a return, you know, have you got any fan mail back from the IRS? Um, so uh, their little blurb came out in the tax, um, you know, notes this week. And, you know, just mentioning again that, you know, w- have you received an IRS notice or form that's called a, a CP2000? Okay. Like CP, like Cedar Point, CP2000 notice. And, you know, what the, the, you know, we're saying is don't panic if you get one of those. You know, a lot of times people just panic 
when they get fan mail from the IRS. And, you know, that the first thing recommendation is don't panic. All right. Because a lot of these notices are just being done by the IRS robots. You know, it's not really, you know, um, it's, you know, they're just the robots that are, you know, matching up information that they received versus information that you attached to your return when you filed it. All right. So the CP2000 notices is is basically that's what it is. Um, These letters let you know that agency computers found a discrepancy between income and deductions you reported on your tax return and data on third party information returns, such as forms W-2, 1099s and 1098s. Okay. Note that although IRS computers discover about 25 million mismatches each year. See, humans can't do that. Humans can't possibly find 25 million mismatches, but the robots can. You know, that's why, you know, the IRS is using robots, right? Um, but the robot doesn't know how to ask you any questions, you know, um, so that's why you don't panic if you get one of these things. Um, so, uh, so 25 million message mismatches each year, the service issues four to 5 million CP 2000 notices. Okay. So if you are lucky enough to receive one, um, you know, what should you do? Um, well, the first thing is, you know, check your own records. Um, you know, can you, you know, can you understand what the robot sent you and can you see what their discrepancy is? Um, now, a lot of times, you know, and, 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 we, and we talk about this on this radio show and it is the idea is that, you know, 1099, especially 1099 R's can often be wrong. I, I mean, W-2s are pretty good. The payroll departments do a pretty good job of W-2s. Um, but 1099 R's, I mean, every year, I don't know which of our clients are going to get incorrect 1099 R's, but every year it happens. It happened a few times this year. And we're still working it out. Um, we caught them before the, you know, getting the CP2000 notice. So some of the returns, you know, working with the client CPAs, we decided to file an extension until we can clarify and get a corrected 1099R from the custodian. All right. A lot of times it's, it's, for example, a very common one is that the withholding was misreported. In other words, if you did an IRA distribution and had a certain amount of federal withholding and or Ohio withholding and you got the 1099R and it has no withholding on it. Um, a lot of times it's, it, it's in when inherited assets, inherited IRD assets, like if you inherited an annuity from your mom, you know, and, and, and you made, and, you know, you made a, a, a distribution election on annuity and that, and, you know, you're trying to figure out, well, how much of this is taxable to me? And you got one, you know, you, you talk to the annuity company and they said, well, this much is what we're going to be taxable of the total amount. Then the 1099 R comes and it's nothing like that. Right. Um, so there's just a couple of them recently come to mind. That's where, again, coordinated advisors, you know, you know, don't panic, you know, work, you know, see if you can um, see if you agree or not with the IRS's robotic mismatch. Um, and then if you agree Okay, then pay the amount, right? Um, if you disagree, then then you know you're going to have to um, you know try to get a human on the phone at the IRS. Good luck. Um, but the idea is you know and try to state your case accordingly. Um, the one thing though is you have to respond, all right, and that's and you have a timely response due. I mean, typically you've got 30 days, you know, from the date of the form to respond. Um, 
Now, if you um, now if you are um, the other thing that you know, just from tax purposes, you know, when I was saying how it's kind of a two season, we're also going back to our clients right now and saying, okay, um, if we're looking at estimated taxes and we're getting to be half the years gone now, um, it you know, it, let's say you are not paying quarterly estimates, but you plan on taking care of your tax estimated tax responsibility through withholding. All right. Well, it's time to review in the second half of the review, uh, second half of the year, you might want to review to make sure you've got the right amount withholding going in to either cover your previous year safe harbor or current year safe harbor. All right. Um, And, you you know, and the reason why we're saying that is because unbeknownst to you um, or maybe you real you saw it in your paycheck is that your custodians, whether your payroll department or your pension department or whatever, they might have changed, lowered your federal withholding in February, you know, based on a new tax law without your input. All right. They didn't need your input. All right. Um, but, you know, and, you know, but they did that based on a conversion table, right, that was given to them, you know, the Treasury Department and the IRS, you know, jigger, jigger them up a, a, a conversion table and sent it out and said, just use this. Because, you know, what we were wondering is, well, is everyone going to have to fill out a new W-4 form? Okay, um, where, you know, remember that old W-4 form where you told your payroll department how many exemptions you had to claim? See, the problem is that the, the personal exemptions have been eliminated under this new tax law, right? So what your old W-4 form was based on is not even part of the new tax law. And so how good are those old W-4 forms? Well, as opposed, you know, so we were thought that we, everyone would have to fill out, you know, new W-4 forms. Well, that did not, not be the case. The government didn't require your payroll department to get a new W-4 form. As a matter of fact, the new W-4 form didn't come out till March. <laughs> so a lot of your payroll departments already made the, the So my point is don't blame your payroll department if you find yourself at the end of the year well under or well over withheld. All right. Um, you may want to take matters in your own hand and, 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 you know, now the new W form is out there. You probably haven't seen it yet because they're not requiring that from you. But it's out there and it's not exactly simple. Right. Um, so there's actually three schedules, you know, that you could that you want to work through the personal allowance worksheet, um, deductions, adjustment, additional income worksheet. And if applicable, the two earner multiple jobs worksheet, um, it goes on for pages. Um, if you get all those schedules correctly filled out and you send them to the payroll department, now maybe they have chance of getting the right withholding. Now, that sounds like a lot of work, right? So this is where you may need some help with either with your CPA or your robot or, you know, if you come to the state planning team, you know, we help our clients and we, you know, look at that as well. Um, but the, the one saving grace is on the new W-4 form, there is line six. Okay, line six, which simply says additional amount, if any, you want withheld from each paycheck. Bam. That's the one that we want to fill out, right? You know, in other words, if we've done the numbers or working with your CPA, we figured out exactly, you know, now we know whether you want to be on a current year safe harbor or a previous year safe harbor. And once we know exactly how much withholding we need, we do a thermometer rating, see how much withholding you've got year to date from whoever custodians are doing withholding for you and your spouse. Um, and also what they're doing per pay right now, you extrapolate that to year end. If that extrapolated, you know, amount is more or less than what you need to meet the safe harbor you've chosen to use, then you adjust the withholding accordingly. 
and then you should uh, stay away from a, the idea that you're not getting a huge refund. You know, you're not giving an interest-free loan to the government, but also, more importantly, you're not underestimated and paying an underestimated tax penalty. Um, okay. Um, I, I mentioned somebody asked me about, Mark, what's a 501k plan? Um, and, you know, <laughs> this is really great. This is, you know, it's a marketing gimmick. All right. Um, if you remember, it's not the first time this has happened. You know, it, it kind of goes back to remember when the, the market collapse, you know, 2008, when people, the old, the old joke was, well, my 401k is now a 201k, you know, meaning that, you know, my 401k has been cut in half because of the market losses, you know. Um, that old joke, you know, my 401k has become my 201k. Well, some brilliant marketers decided, Hey, we, let's turn that around. Let's, let's say, let's tell people we can make their 401k a 501k, meaning we could get them more than what they're getting in their own 401k. So it's, it's kind of deals with that. Um, you might, you know, I've had client, I've, you know, people ask me in the past, Mark, what's the secret 770 account, you know, that I, that I see advertised on the internet, the secret 770 account, you know, that, uh, that supposedly, you know, the richest bankers in the world have been using to build family wealth for generation after generation. Um, same thing, you know, the secret 770 account is similar to the, the current 501k, uh, plan that's being advertised on the internet. And what both of those are dealing with is the idea of using life insurance in your plan. Okay. And specifically permanent life insurance, you know, either whole life or a, a universal life or one of these new, um, you know, the, the life insurance industry has, has come out with new permanent policies. I mean, we're not talking about term policies. We're talking about permanent policies, um, you know, for the next generation of people who need life insurance, um, not for income replacement needs, but are using it for the very, uh, you know, beneficial income tax free wrapper that's around life insurance. Um, and, so, you know, Pamela Yellen, you know, wrote the book Bank on Yourself. That's a very common, you know, it, it gets back to that idea. Pamela, I don't think any relation to Janet Yellen, our outgoing Fed chairman, but, um, you know, and, and Bank on Yourself, you know, that concept, same thing, uh, using permanent life insurance. Now, is that right? Is that a good or bad strategy? Well, it, it, any strategy out there is not good or bad. <laughs> They're just strategies. They're just tools in a toolbox. It'd be like saying, well, is buying stocks good or bad? Is buying annuities good or bad? Is buying a trust good or bad? It, it, you know, is buying uh, an ETF good or bad? Are, are buying muni bonds good or bad? You know, it's not one or the other. Uh, now, you may make a case that having all your money in any one of those things may be bad. Um, but you could also make a case that having your money in multiple of those things may not be bad. Um, you know, each one has a purpose. Now, the the idea is sometimes, you know, the advice that you get, you know, um, you know, where a, an advisor stands on a particular tool may be a function of where he sits. All right. So, you know, just, you know, prepare for that. If you go to a stock guy, he's not going to probably be talking up how good annuities could be. All right. Um, if you go to an annuity guy, he's not going to be probably talking about, um, you know, exchange traded funds. 
All right, so just be prepared for that, and that's where again we're getting coordinated advisors. You know, you, you know where you're saying, okay, maybe I ought to have my uh, investment advisor in the same room with my annuity advisor, and and then let's have a, a, a roundtable discussion about what I should do with my money. Wouldn't that be interesting? All right, that's kind of what we say. You know, you know, let's get a good conversation. Make sure that the advisors that you, you know, if you are going to choose advisors to help you build, you know, a, a plan. That are they talking together? Are they working on your plan, not necessarily their own? Um, so that's the kind of the five hundred one k plan. Um, so I mentioned that you know, Social Security got in the news this week, right? Um, and the headlines were kind of like Social Security expected to dip in its reserves this year. Um, you know, and, you know, and also, you know, trustees warn Medicare finances are worsening. So this this scares a lot of people, and, and I guess rightfully so. Um, but, you know, it also, I'm saying, is it's nothing new. I mean, if you've been listening to the show, and by the way, if you, if you like what you're hearing today, you can always catch our podcast, you know, if you go to the radio station's website, um, they are, you know, and click on the, the podcast, you can find, you know, the, the shows are, and I don't know, there's maybe, you know, maybe not quite a year's out there, but, um, some back ones. So, and I, so we've been saying for a while, you know, you know, the entitlement programs are in trouble, you know, that's nothing new, right? Um, now I, and I personally think that the social security is an easy fix, as compared to the Medicare, which I don't think is an easy fix. Um, so, you know, how, you know, okay, so Social Security programs costs will exceed its income this year for the first time since 1982, forcing the program to dip into its nearly $3 trillion trust fund. I, I understand there's not really a trust fund, okay? Everybody get that? Uh, and it's, it, okay, it's not like $3 trillion of cash sitting in a, a, a bank's vault, right? You know, but... We just affectionately call it the trust fund, right? Um, all right. Um, all right. This is three years sooner than expected a year ago. Okay. Um, partly due to lower economic growth projections, according to the latest annual report of the trustees. The trust fund will be depleted in 2034, and Social Security will no longer be able to pay, here's the key, its full scheduled benefits. So that doesn't mean that they're going to reduce benefits before 2034. So basically, if you're on Social Security right now and you don't think you're going to see year 2034, this might not you might not be worried about this, right? Um, now, um, so but at that point, unless Congress takes action, and and again, Congress acting now on something that they have to really act on by 2034, are you kidding me? Um, to them, I don't think they really think that this is like uh, on the front burner right now, um, you know. And so, you know, uh, unless Congress takes action to shore up, you know, the program's finances, you know, without any changes, okay, recipients would then would receive only about three quarters of their scheduled benefits from you know the, what they were promised. Okay, um, now. Is that a worse? Now, do you believe that that's going to happen? Do you believe that Congress will not do any changes to to shore up the Social Security system? 
either by raising the taxes or raising the cap on how much your Social Security income or how much of your income is subject to Social Security tax or um, any other of the other, you know, most, you know, uh, proclaimed ways, the best way to 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 correct the problem, because I think everyone kind of believes that slashing benefits of retirees may not be the best political move to make. You know, assuming that and if you're a congressman and, and you want to retain your job in Congress, I, you know, you're going to have some question. You know, you're going to you're gonna have some mad constituents if if you go home to your, um, you know, town hall meetings right after you voted to decrease the Social Security benefits of retirees, um, as opposed to probably you vote the, to raise the tax on the malicious millennials who you know who who you know who don't vote anyways. Um, but in either case, um. You know, but if let's say so a lot of people say, well, Mark, you know, I'm going to assume I want my plan to assume no Social Security benefits. Okay, well, we can do that. I mean, we see this is this is the power of planning. This is what we talk about plan R. You know, you might want to build your plan A based on current assumptions, but, you know, you may also want to say, hey, just for fun, let's build a plan R. Okay, and. Uh, you know, what do I mean by R? It could be a recovery plan. It could be a, re- a plan R for a recession plan. It could be, in this case, entitlement reform plan. In other words, what if the government solution is to reform the entitlement pro- programs by slashing benefits? All right. How would that affect me? See, a lot of people still think that Social Security is going bankrupt, right? Meaning there'll be no benefit for them. Um, well, we, you know, in either case, um, you know, can we, you know, we, if that's how you want to run your plan or your alternative plan are, we can do that. Let's ask, let's tell the robot to say, okay, plan A is this is what my scheduled Social Security benefit's going to be. But just for fun, I want to know if my financial plan is still working, still has longevity as long as my peace of mind, how long I think I'm going to live or better yet, how long I think my spouse is going to live. Right, because doesn't the money have to stay there for the time of the second death? Right, don't forget that. You know, it's not that both of you um, may go beyond age ninety, but you know, there's a pretty good chance that one of you is. All right, um, and what if one of you is unlucky enough to go beyond age ninety-five? All right, um, so longevity, right? So, so the idea is saying, um, you know, my plan A is working because we bill it to age one hundred, but that's if I get my full Social Security benefit. What happens if the way they shore it up is by slashing benefits 25%? All right, so what we do is we go back into the robot, dupe over another plan, but in this case, we tell the robot, assume only 75% of that projected amount. We can do that. And, and, and let's see how that affects the longevity of your plan. All right. Um, okay. Um, Treasury Secretary Stephen Munition said in a statement that Trump administration's efforts to cut taxes, reduce regulatory burdens, and overhaul trade agreements would boost economic growth and generate new money for the country's two largest entitlement programs. So, you know, the one side is saying, okay, the tax cuts and, and, the, and the GDP growth and the lower unemployment, the, everything's steamrolling along. And that will shore up and, and it'll be more revenues and stuff like that. So that is how they're, you know, and then maybe we don't have to slash benefits. All right. Um, other, the other camp 
is saying that the tax cuts signed into law last year have slightly lowered Medicare and Social Security projected revenue over the next few years. Now, why do they say the next few years? Because once again, part of the the, the tricky part about this Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is that the individual tax cuts are not permanent. Right. They sunset or expire at at the end of 2025 unless Congress extends them or makes them permanent. All right. Which is a big if. Right. Um, They don't have the votes at all to do it right now. Um, So now this one's this is I heard, you know, the Democrats touting this. I'm like, how are they how are they, you know, linking the idea of individual income tax rates to hurting the Social Security and Medicare entitlement programs. I never quite got the link until I read this article. And I don't know if I, I mean, did you, did you know this? So this is what they're saying or wh- why they're making that claim. Um, lower income tax rates reduced projected revenue from the taxation of Social Security benefits. That means that less money flowing into both programs because those revenues are transferred to the trust funds, even though we, we know there's not really a trust fund, right? But so what they're saying is, as, as you know, if you come to our class, we talk about one of the uh, playing, playing the tax limit. One of the thresholds is, you know, how much, you know, combined income do you need before your Social Security benefits start becoming taxable? Right. And, and for the, if you listen to this show, you know that up to 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxable. Right. And you can get to that 85% threshold pretty quickly. You don't need a whole lot of income to get there, by the way. Um, now, it, it, in, and if you come to the class, and, you know, on, on June 14th, and, you know, you can kind of see those numbers. Um, again, that class is going to be June 14th at six o'clock. Um, at the Crown Center building in five uh, five thousand five Rockside Road, Independence. All right, um, the class. You know, we schedule. We we we. You know, we say the class is going to last two two and a half hours. Sometimes, you know, we don't have to stay that whole time. You know, if you got things to do, you can come and go. It's a very informal setting, and we really want to keep the class to the small sizes so everyone feels they have an opportunity to ask a, a personal question that they want some information on. Um, and if you want to sign up for the class, you can call. The simplest way is just call our home office number. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can just go to our website, you know, www.financialfoodforthought.com, and you can sign up uh, for the class there. Um, no cost to attend. Um, and you get the booklet, you know, which will have a lot of these tax, the new tax law thresholds incorporated. Um, so we're talking about, you know, should you be worried about Social Security? Well, if you're really worried about it, let's tell the robot to build in a plan R and say, OK, what does my plan look if they do renege on some of my benefits? Um, but back to this, this, the idea of why does this tax cut and job act? Hurt? So what they're saying is because normally that, you know, 85% of Social Security benefits are taxed, all right, because they've lowered the tax tables, 
there's actually less tax being collected on the taxable amount of Social Security. See, I never knew that, you know, theoretically or what they're saying actually is that the income tax that they charged on Social Security benefits was actually going to the Social Security Trust Fund. Okay. You know, I had never, I never knew that. All right. Um, and so that, you know, that is an interesting, um, that's an interesting concept. And, you know, and, and we'll see how that goes in the future. All right. So these are some of the things that we're talking to our clients about and keeping a very active plan going. And, you know, the idea is, have you got your own formal written financial plan? Not the idea that you did one five years ago and put it into a sock drawer, but the idea, are you actively working it? You know, so the, the idea is not doing a plan once and then forgetting about it. You know, that plan's outdated before the ink is dry after you printed it out. You know, the idea is saying, are you learning the financial planning discipline the way that you have to say is when life throws me a curveball or when the Congress changes the rules or any other surprise when you have some real you know, event now that is different from what assumption that you perhaps made, do you know how to adjust your plan accordingly so you can get back on track without having a written financial plan? I don't know how you do that, right? Um, you know, if you don't know where you're going, I guess any road will get you there, right? Um, so the idea of having a financial plan is saying, Okay, I'm modeling out based on the best assumptions I can make today. What does it look like in the future? And if I'm trying to make, if I have to make a decision today about Social Security, about pensions, about how much risk I'm taking on my investments, about, you know, understanding the new tax law and how it affects me. All right. Do I have a, you know, can I work with the robots or work with the professionals or am I trying to do this all on my own? Am I just trying to read a textbook on how to do it? I don't know if that's good a way to do it. The idea is, you know, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a brainstorming effort and I know what adjustments to make. So if I get knocked off track, I'm not too far. I don't go too far down off track before I'm back on the right path. So our class is really takes the headlines. You know, I mean, you know, the, you know, here the world isn't re, isn't prepared for retirement. How much can you spend in retirement? You know, we'll be going over the old rule or the or the you know financial planning rules that you may want to consider breaking the eighty percent rule, the four percent rule, the idea that you never take out more than your required minimum distribution. You know, we'll, we'll be touching on you know the Roth IRAs. You know, we still hear a lot of confusion today between between Roth IRA contributions and Roth IRA conversions. They're two separate issues. The tax laws are different, all right? Um, and, and you know, we, we still hear a lot of confusion about that. Um, you know, this is the nation's biggest retirement worry. What could that be? Um, the nation's biggest retirement worry. Um, or the number one retirement expense we're still not preparing for. Well, you can probably guess what that one is, right? That's kind of getting into how much have you told the robot to build into your financial plan to budget for future health insurance premiums and or long-term care expenses. So we have a few minutes left. So I didn't have Carrie today to give my rock and roll birthday boomer. So uh, sound engineer extraordinaire 
Eric is going to have to try to guess this one. Um, you probably, you know, know the guitarist, but that's not a rock and roll birthday boomer. Um, you may recognize the vocalist, but he's not our rock and roll birthday boomer today. Okay. We're talking about the drummer. Okay. Um, born on this date in 1959. So he'd be, what, 59 today? A Motor City boy. Okay, there's a clue. Um, he's played with a lot of acts. You know, I, I mean, not only, you know, you probably guess Santana is this song, but he's played with David Lee Roth, and he's, he's played with a lot of great players. Um, but I chose this song today because... Of all the news this week, you know, we had a couple of suicides. Um, and this particular song, Everlast, who's a singer, it's actually his song. This is off the Supernatural album uh, that uh, Santana put out in 1999. And he, he remember, he, he collaborated with a lot of other musicians. And he called up Everlast and said, you know, you got a song. I'd like you to, you know, play a song. You got a song. And at the time, um, Everlast said, well, I actually only have one song right now. And this was it. And the song was written because Everlast went through a tough time. He had a heart attack. And he wasn't even sure if he was going to make it. Um, And, you know, and so he played the song. Santana loved it. And, you know, the rest, they say, is, is history. But our rock and roll birthday drummer, the drummer, is his name is Greg Bissonette. And like I said, you know, he probably got most notoriety for working with David Lee Roth when David Lee Roth left the, his band and created his own band. And, uh, you know, Greg got the gig. But a great drummer. Um, he's played with all the best. Um, and, you know, he, he's uh, so happy birthday to him. All right. So the suicides, you know, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, it's quite shocking, right? And two in one week. But, you know, it, it's, but not only that, but the, 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 you know, the Centers of Disease Control just this week came out with the suicide study. That was the ironic thing about it. Um, and what their study showed, you know, is that sui- the suicide rates in this country um, have increased by 25% over the last 20 years. All right. Um, and that's not good news. They say, in fact, in 25 states, in half the states... It's a rise of more than 30%. All right. Um, I just wonder what the suicide rate is going to be 20 years from now. Right? Uh, because one of the, you know, one of these headlines about talking about what people are really worried about and what they're not planning for, they have no idea how to pay for is long-term care expenses. All right. Um, and that could certainly be a derailer, you know, for anybody's financial plan. Um, and speaking of the entitlement programs, I don't think the government is promising that they're going to pay for everybody's long-term care. Um, you know, and so the class that we're doing, the retirement class, we spend some time on that, you know, and, and it's a big dilemma for the baby boomers or, you know, number one, because not only for themselves, but the sandwich generation baby boomers, you may be having to deal with that with an elder parent right now. You know, we've had situations where clients have had to retire before they were planning to to take care of an elder parent. Are you prepared to do that? All right. 
Um, do you know what it's going to cost? Do you you know add on five percent inflation to that? Um, you know what are they? So now, well, they, a lot of people say, well, Mark, long term care insurance is too expensive. I'm not saying that's the only solution. There's continuing care communities. There's the government solution. There's these. Can you self insure? You know, do you have enough to self insure? You know, um, you know. The, the idea is: Are you ignoring the issue, or are you t- going planning on doing the uh, going to Switzerland? Right? You know, the um, dramatic increases in assisted suicides in Switzerland. Right? Um, you know, the, the suicide tourism. Um, you know, and even in this country, you know, California became the sixth, uh, you know, U.S. state to follow. You know, to loosen up and allow more euthanasia. Remember the famous case in Oregon a few years ago. Um, I could go on and on. We could talk about you know the Obamacare. You know, remember the, the all the rig- all the headlines about the death panels that were supposedly you know embedded into the Obamacare. You know, the Affordable Health Care Act and all these things. Maybe you know it's the old joke. You know, when when we ask the client, what's your plan for uh, if you have a long term care? And, and I get the response. Oh, Mark, my, my plan is the Smith and Wesson in my cabinet. It's not. <laughs> can we get beyond that being the only solution that you feel you have available to this dilemma? Um, we've got to get beyond that. And, you know, that's starting by, you know, it's hard to judge whether you can self-insure or, you know, a long-term care stay if you don't even have a financial plan that shows you're, you're being okay if you don't have a long-term care stay. Um, so, you know, if you, you know, come to the class or better yet, if you want to crunch some of your own numbers, come in for a free consultation and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll address your specifics and, you know, that could be a uh, very issue. All right. So thank you for joining us today. Um, Have a good weekend after that note. And Gary uh, and I will be back next week. uh, We'll talk to you soon. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 